Hello, you cheeky chimpies. Right, this is a warning for this episode. Just so you know, this episode contains bad language. It contains, I think, three instances of the C word. So for some of you, that's going to put you off, in which case I advise that you go and look for an earlier episode to enjoy. And for others of you, I know you're going to be like, yes, bring it on. So there you go. Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, well, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, no, it's not just you. It is also me. I'm using different mic today because I spent a bloody, well, not a fortune, but I spent a fair bit of money on a, a microphone and a stand and a boom god or something and thought that uh well nobody's here everybody is out of the house so I thought I'd give it a try and today's topic is football because my husband is at football and my son is going to a football five-a-side I want to say party but he's how old is it he's 13 and a half party is not the right word for teenagers I don't know don't know what you call it Uh, but they're going to play five a side um I was going to meet my friend for a coffee before we both dropped our boys off at this not a party but then I realized that my son had to watch football because it was Reading's last game of the season and I'm like oh for god's sake my entire life revolves around fucking football um But hey-ho, there you go. My daughter is working. You know what I mean? She's got the right idea. Um, And there will be no football there. Nor discussion of football. Because the place where she works is not a football-y type of place. Um, But it feeds in nicely. It's all material. It feeds into um, me having to come to terms with and accept football. And I'm going to share this with you... um, via a piece that I wrote for Reasons to be Cheerful Part 2, which you can buy on Amazon if you like. Um, Or don't, just listen to me read this. So this was why I'm learning to love football, and you'll find out why I struggled with it for a while. I wasn't keen on my son getting into football. This makes me a traitor to my upbringing, where football was the sport of choice, and rugby was for posh kids or fat retired policemen. I like Chelsea because my dad supported them, but my mum supported Liverpool, so our living room featured a mirror for each team, which, alongside the Coca-Cola mirror they had purchased, made it look quite a lot like a social club, but not as much like a pub as my friend's house, where she had a fully working fruit machine. And oh my God, did I covet that. My other friend had a padded corner bar, like uh, Delroy. I guess. So, yeah, I mean, we were, (laughs) we were living large. Uh, So, my great uncle, Sid, love him, was a West Ham fan who taught us I'm forever blowing bubbles and took the time to try and instill in us a love of local football with trips to Camrose to watch Basingstoke FC. One of my brothers and I wandered around the ground taking in the banter and the smell of Bovril while we waited for goals that would never come. These formative experiences prepared me well for secondary school, where football chants were frequently sung in lessons. My personal favourite was one that would be sung with incredible gusto and was beautiful in its simplicity. 
It was about the QPR player Roy Wegley and required just two things, his surname and the tune to Here We Go. Wegley, 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 you get the idea. By the age of 14, I was going to matches with friends. We bought tickets via a friend of the QPR boy to go and watch Spurs versus Arsenal at White Hart Lane. I don't even know how we got hold of these tickets in the first place. This was pre-internet era. Did he write off, including a stamped address envelope? Did he phone up the club and promise to send a postal order? It matters not. We got the tickets, enjoyed the buzz of the tube on match day, went to the stadium, sat at the home end, and then, as the final whistle blew and people made their way out of their seats, my friend unzipped her jacket to reveal an Arsenal shirt. We ran the rest of the way out. I have experienced the thrill of the terraces, been caught in a crush as people rushed to the barriers to celebrate a goal, enjoyed the independence of going to a match with my mates and nearly getting lynched, and felt the excitement of walking up to Wembley for a cup final and seen piss cascade from the bottom of an advertising hoarding as men relieved themselves behind it. So why on earth wouldn't I want my boy to enjoy all this? I will share with you just that that rush for goal. Um, I had gone to watch Reading play at Elm Park years and years and years ago. And because I didn't go to football regularly, um, we were in the stands and there was a goal. And I stood still and soon found out that everybody rushes. <laughs> so pretty much got knocked over. It was fine. So why wouldn't I want my son to enjoy all of this? This sentence explains why I didn't want my son to like football. Oi, you fucking cunt. Pass the fucking ball for fuck's sake. I heard this at my local park from the village football team as I walked my children to the swings. I wondered if their families on the sidelines had selective hearing. Here's another one. Pass it to Alfie. Pass it to Alfie. Pass the ball to Alfie now. This was bellowed by a parent at their six-year-old at another village park at what was billed as a friendly football club. Nice. So, while our son has always enjoyed football at school and is devoted to Reading FC, when he showed an interest in rugby, I was pleased because I didn't want to stand next to Mr. Pass It To Alfie every Sunday. Here's what I heard at rugby. First things first, we respect the ref. We play as a team. If someone has a bad game, we don't single them out. We have fun. There is a place on the pitch for everyone. And here is what the parents said. Not very much. Most people were gently nursing Sunday morning hangovers, but when they did speak, it was to say hello. Nobody shouted at their children, including the coach, one of the coaches. He obviously had loved rugby his whole life. His ears were testament to that, as was his nose. He was just a really lovely, wonderful man. His son fucking hated rugby and he used to sit there and cry every time. And his dad had the patience of a saint because firstly he was coaching kids rugby. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing to watch none of this buster ball to Alfie, you cut. At local rugby tournaments, people are friendly. At major games opposing fans, well, I have actually read to the contrary since writing this. They can tip generally be trusted to have a pint in the stands together. Without exception, I have found rugby to be a welcoming and well-mannered game where it's possible to attend a match without hearing someone call the ref a fucking wanker. And there's the added amusement of some roaringly middle-class things happening. 
like the time I saw a mum take her son's team sports bottles to the pitch in an Ocado wine carrier. Oh yeah, I mean, and if you want to see sailing coats, go to your local rugby club. But there is something missing with rugby and I think that it is best described as this. Anyone, anyone can take part in a kickabout. It is impossible to have a rugby about. The jumpers for goalposts adage is true. In Devon, our son was kicking a football on the grass and within a couple of minutes was joined by another boy. Our daughter decided to join in too. Three soon turned into four with the arrival of another girl. The dads followed and before long I was in goal and the pitch was awash with dad running, silky skills and clumsy kicks. We had over an hour of unprompted exercise and bloody good fun. Everyone knew what they were doing and no one needed to get grabbed by the legs. It got even better on another holiday where we saw 20 kids playing on an artificial pitch with two dads loosely in charge. On the first day, our boy just watched them, counting the different team shirts and trying to suss out if they all knew one another. We concluded that they didn't. On the second day, he looked over at the pitch and then looked at me and said, I'm going to ask if I can join in. And as I watched my eight-year-old son, clad head to toe in his cherished fluorescent Reading away kit, trot over, introduce himself, and then get heartily welcomed into the swarm, I remembered why football isn't so bad after all. He had 90 minutes of being part of a team, the kids all calling each other by the names on the backs of their shirts, and no one being told that they couldn't play. The team sizes fluctuated up and down as children came and went, but the game carried on. The boy wonder was in heaven and I saw how inclusive football can be and how it needn't be like the other examples I'd come to believe were the norm. Now, when I wrote this, I said he's still playing rugby, but now he wants to join a football team too. I think I could learn to love it again. He gave up rugby. He gave it up um, and he was fast and at the time he was quite small. You want fast, small players. But um, there came a point where football and rugby happened on the same day and he chose football and it's his first love. Um, And I had to get over myself. And I'll tell you what, we still do see, he's what is he, yeah, 13 now. Um, I don't know, it is a thing, isn't it, with football. There are some teams that he goes to play where there has been a child that called the ref a cunt. There have been parents who are pretty choice, but you just have to not stand next to them. Um, Yeah, maybe he'll take rugby up again. I do still remember fondly those days when he he enjoyed a bit of the old rugger, but I have to face it, we're a football-first family, and that's just the way that it goes. So... What do I hope for you? Oh, I hope you enjoyed all the swearing. Wasn't it amazing to have a good swear? I hope that you, if you are doing all of the sports all weekend, I hope that you get a moment to yourself where you just don't even have to hear about or see or think about anything (laughs) that doesn't involve doing something that you want to do. I hope that you just get a moment for yourself. And if your kid's taking part in some kind of competition, I hope they win. There you are. Uh, Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for supporting the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Um, and actually, since writing that piece, I did go on to um, commentate on a football match. Oh, my God. Um, which was uh, a fundraiser in the memory of my friend's dad. Uh, it was called um, the match was Winklebury Legends. Um, and it's happening again this year. And I'm going to do it again. Um, I know fuck all about football, but um, I do know how to talk nonsense for quite a long time. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye on my socials for news on that one. Um, and I will be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.